Folks, this is your captain speaking. We're just preparing the craft for departure and undergoing some last-moment pre-flight checks. But once underway, we'll be flying at about 6,000 miles per hour at an altitude of 300 feet as we depart the BFE non-stop towards our destination of... Hello and welcome to Cleared for Takeoff, our little television pilot review series here at the BFE Airlines. My name is Ian, I'll be in the captain's chair and joining me in the jump seat this week, we've got... Me, Georgia. Uh, to be fair, we're both kind of learning the, learning the route because, man, this is a new show. <laughs> it is. A new show that I stumbled upon, I found it out there in the glory of the World Wide Web and went, huh do something with this so maybe we should watch that maybe we should watch that so our premise here is we basically go through a television pilot and it's not unique other other people do this sort of thing but we kind of watch one and go what do you think stick with it or 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 ground it so is it ours has got the best well the other way is we ground it or do we clear it for takeoff famously (laughs) i pushed against this and gave like 14 (laughs) other options and yours won so well done i think clear for takeoff's got a very nice nice ring to it um so there we go uh georgia i mean you, you've had a few shows that we've looked at i think yeah you've had more of these than anybody else mainly because you seem to have the availability the locality and yeah. um i don't know the free time i suppose um our schedules seem to sync up for whatever reason here, there so, we go oh, right yeah. now yeah i mean we're, we're still in the yeah. middle of uh of COVID, co- COVID flu covid no boogaloo um yeah, so we, we literally just stopped recording on Septum, and now we're just going on with this. There's a peek behind As the curtain for you. I sit here in my Disney pajamas and Marvel big old hoodie one. Yeah, I can just see a, I think see Spider-Man by your head somewhere there. Spider-Man? Yep, yes, Captain America, Iron oh. Man, Hulk's there, just chilling. I don't really recognize the rest of them, but you can definitely, it's just yeah. the color palette. You can definitely recognize all oh, there. It Marvel. It's, it's a Marvel. Um, yeah. So... Um, we're talking about how I met your father. Um, yes. The the I'm not going to say much anticipated because I don't really think it is, but it did get some buzz on the internet because how got more buzz when it was announced than, than when it actually released. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think part of it is I don't know if people. I mean, I don't. I live in America, so tell me, people in America, do do shows that run on Hulu and web based platforms? Is that do any of those make it big? Because it feels yeah, like a bit of a kiss true. of death, a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was willing to give it a watch because, I mean, I really liked How Much Your Mother, especially when it was on the air, especially mm-hmm. when I was going through it at the same time as the characters were. I really related to How I Met Your Mother. I felt to tell the story. I think they went through there. They're talking about the characters were probably a couple of years ahead of me. No, maybe about the same age. Pretty close, pretty close. Maybe a couple years older than me, going through life events a little bit quicker than me, but not much. And so it was kind of like, you know, sort of chasing up that that sort of side and seeing kind of what my my, my peers were doing, glamorized, idealized through yeah. how much your mother before um, it all got a bit cartoony with itself. But <laughs> I, I was the guy who used to argue at season one of how much your mother is better than anything friends put out. And I don't know in hindsight if I feel that way anymore. Uh, well, we, well, we will do How Much Your Mother's Pilot once, and I will argue that yeah. that is one of the great pilots of all time. Absolutely. I think I remember it. That is one of the great pilots of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this one, though, How I Met Your Father, second time they've tried to cash in on the How I Met Your. There was How I Met yeah. Your Dad a few years back, and it lasted the pilot, and that was it. Uh, this one's about Sophie and her close-knit group of friends are in the midst of figuring out who they are, what they want out of life, and how to fall in love in the age of dating apps and limitless options. You know what? I like that description until that last sentence. <laughs> They're trying to figure out who they are, what they want in life, and how to fall in love. Much better. Because yeah. don't you yeah. say, in a world of dating apps and limit, it's like, okay, great. Now you Now you just kind of... So how can of, we make it different from the first one? It's, well, I don't know. It doesn't have it's to be. dating apps now. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't it a bit of a universal sort of story? Yeah, no, I think that's yeah. what, that's where they've fallen down, though, is that they've tried to make it, like, 
it is this generation's version of, which is fine, but you don't have to shoehorn in Tinder advertising every 30 seconds. Yeah. So we believe here in a pilot has to do three things. Number one, it has to establish the characters. It has to establish a mood or atmosphere and give you a reason to come back. So we yes. will look at the end and see if it's accomplished those things. Uh, I usually have a big list of pre-flight checks. I don't really have it because the pilot aired, as we record this, nine days ago on January oh, 18th. Yeah, 2022. Uh, fitting because that is the 42nd birthday of Jason Siegel, who started oh, the original series as Marshall Erickson. Yeah. This, and it was called Pilot, as most pilots are called. Um, and it was directed by Pamela Fryman, who directed almost all of the How I Met Your Mother run, okay. which is very unusual for a sitcom. Usually you bring all sorts of different people in. Yeah, you have like assistant ha- directors in. Yeah, well, but you like rotate so people don't burn yeah, out. Yeah. You have new, fresh, creative ideas. How I Met Your Mother with Pamela Fryman almost exclusively. I think she did like 170 some odd of the episodes, which is nuts. Like if you go for The That's Office, amazing. like no one did more than like 50, I think, on The Office. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it was if it wasn't Pamela Fryman, that was the event, as opposed to, hey, who is it this week? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. So, um, that is that. So, we open. It's the year 2050, and <laughs> Kim Cattrall is sitting on the sofa, kind of doing a reverse Bob Saget, and they, and they would dedicate the end of the episode. Yeah. They would dedicate. That's how I knew how recent this was. I went, wow, that was timely. But it's on it's online, so you you can do it, right? Yeah. So you just throw an extra car on it. You just upload a different file. It's, it's great. Not that Bob Saget, you had to put it in there, but yeah. And so it's a reverse Bob Saget in the sense that you can see her, but you only hear the voice of the child for obvious yeah. reasons. Because yeah. if you show a child, it's gonna answer it's gonna answer a few questions. Yeah. Yeah. So Kim Cattrall's trying to get her Alexa to work and says, "Call my son," and she goes. A bit of a groany joke. It's 2050 and I still can't get the house to work. (laughs) Um, How much wine have you had? The son asked. And she goes, just enough to include the sexy bits. (laughs) Now, first off, this gets rid of a problem that the original series had, which is why is Ted telling his kids about all these girls he shacked up with? So they've thought ahead on that. A bit younger as well than at least the voice of this this dude sounds. (laughs) They've thought about that, but I think they need – I still don't know if it excuses it. I think I prefer it just being like, why wouldn't Ted think about this? And I can at least, like, suspend my disbelief and go, (laughs) well, in this case, he's really just narrating to me. The kids are just a storytelling function as opposed to literally going, how much fun have you had? I'm going to tell you all about the guys I had sex with. (laughs) So um, there we are. Uh, Kim Cattrall, did you know Kim Cattrall from anything? No. Probably wouldn't. Uh, she's most well-known for being um, on Sex and the City. She is okay. the one who didn't come back for the remake. I'm guessing she must have done this instead of going back right. and doing the remake of uh, Sex and the City. Um, but, yeah, she is Canadian. I'm just trying to see what else she has been in because there was something uh, else I'm sure of it. Uh, oh, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. How about that? <laughs> so, such is. There um, we go. I'm just looking to see if there's anything else. I can't find it. So, there we are. Um, and then uh, we, she kind of walks to the premise, and we're familiar with it. And because of that, it's kind of like a bit of a warm hug. I'm like, I know, oh, I, is, I know the yeah. premise. And so the first part is uh, you have to have. I mean, this series is going to live and die with whoever you cast as, as the lead. I mean, a lot of people with How yeah. Much Your Mother didn't like it. We should talk about this. Uh, How Much Your Mother? I talk about my opinions. What was your experience with it? Uh, it's the first TV show I watch, I ever binge-watched the whole way through. Wow. Um, because by the time I watched it, it was all out on Netflix. Um, so I binge-watched the whole series in probably about a week. Oh, I don't know what that... I don't know if that's... Okay. Which I don't think is a good thing, but it like it was the first series. Like Ethan does this, into. you know what I mean? Where I'm yeah. like, like he with the office, and we're going slow down. You, you're not appreciating this. Don't be in a yeah, rush to finish no. it. Like enjoy this. Watch a season, remember, then take a break. Yeah, I do remember finishing like the end of it and being a bit like, oh, yeah, it ends. I don't por- really understand what just happened. It ends poorly. I mean, the first because the reason why I go, oh, it's a shame, is because the first two or three seasons are actually really high quality. 
and yeah. then to sort of burn through that and realize there's just kind of crap not crap that's that's <laughs> that's too harsh but it's not what it once was it's a shell of its former identity so yeah i definitely i mean i definitely want to go back and watch it i remember when i was watching it realizing that i own the same jane austen set of books that they have on the bookshelf oh, okay. at one point in the house um because it's very it's like a particular cover i remember noticing bits like that so i definitely didn't just kind of half ass watch it i did watch it and remembered really enjoying especially the first few seasons but yeah it's something i'd like to watch again because i did enjoy it so I'd, I'd happily watch watch it again now that it's probably been about five or six years since i watched it i guess really clever in a lot of the writing and what they do with storytelling um i uh i just really have an issue with where they went with barney in the end and where i don't know how barney works in a modern society yeah. Where his whole thing is about deception and lying. And we're like, ha, ha, ha. And then he turns like a really like a character, like, you know, like a caricature. Yeah. Like the playbook and the whole idea where he's, it's, it just strikes me as, um, like he, there was always that fear that Barney would stay on too long, the, the characters felt, and then he would turn into creepy Barney. You'll notice Barney's the one character they really haven't tried to do a female version of in this. Yeah, I think he's. I think the only reason Barney works in the first one is because he's played by NPH. Yeah, but even then, like he goes way, like he goes way too far. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, but like I think the only reason you were able, able to forgive yeah. that sort of stuff is because well, it's no, by one a very good actor, the, but two a get very gay man. And you could argue, there's that, but you could also argue like he's just the breakout character, and so as a regard, just like Sheldon in Big Bang Theory, you go, yeah. what else can we get him to do? Because we need to steer harder into Barney than we were because people were kind of hot and cold on ted a lot of people didn't like ted i do like ted i like ted yeah i was hot and cold on marshall oh really okay yeah he was the one where i went "Mm." lily for me but yeah um but no i didn't mind uh ted Uh, probably because i think i see a bit of myself in ted uh (laughs) all that pretentiousness and the need to correct people in certain elements but also the the whole like romantic at heart and all that stuff i think i kind of kind of um really identify with that so yeah because i definitely identify with with, with barney there was no uh so i was i was okay letting ted be my avatar but i've still not been represented by like a sitcom character really i feel like the closest well who do you think the closest to me is because i'm not anyone from how i met your mother or friends you don't think there's a bit of Pam there? Uh, yeah. 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 Probably Pam. Pam. With a little bit of Diane from Cheers. Maybe maybe some early season Pam where she's just a little bit passive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm okay. working on my, my volleyball Pam. There we, there we go. Hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Increase your sales from two to four? Yup. Yep. yep. <laughs> Uh, let's go back to this though. Uh, the importance of a lead, and I think Hillary Duff's really good in this. Hillary Duff's the lead. Yes, she's so. And I'm now going. Who else was who? What else has Hillary Duff gone? Because I've done. Because I recognize Lizzie McGuire. That's why I recognize the name. Or yeah, I, or or a Cinderella story. Yeah, I, I've seen both of those. Okay. <laughs> and finally, cheaper by the dozen. Those were the three things I thought people yes. might know. Yeah. The yes. only one of those three I've seen is cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> oh, I have. I watched Lizzie McGuire when it was on. That was on telly when I was growing up. That was on okay. CBBC. Yeah, yeah. And so we meet her, and uh, she's on her way to a um, Tinder date. And uh, she gets into a cab, and we meet uh, Jesse really quickly. He's driving the Uber. Sorry, not a cab, an Uber. Um, Uber. He's played by Christopher Lowell. Did you recognize him? A little bit. You should recognize him. Yeah, and not not enough to go, I recognize him. But now you've said that, I recognize his face. For people in the States, private practice might have been a first point. But, Georgia, I know you watched this show. He's from Glow. Oh, yes, he is. He's, he's the young rich guy who, like, yeah, bankrolls yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. So, uh, and I thought he was really, I thought he was really good in this. He was. I mean, breaking Uber's terms of service, they're not allowed to take passengers with them wherever they go. But, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and we also meet Sid. And so they go in. And it was really interesting because, you know, we find out 
Like they talk so quickly. I'm like, did I miss something? Because they like invite her into the circle of trust like that. And she's like, rah, yeah. hey, who are we doing? What's going on? Who's proposing? What now? And I'm like, this is just way too sitcommy. Like, this is yeah, way it's, too. It was very quick. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, hang on. Like, I, 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 I. It's like, did she already know these people? That was the question I was going. Friends? I'm like, I thought yeah, she said she yeah. just flagged an Uber and she, and she doesn't know them. That part yeah. was reestablished. Um, and his, we find out that Sid's misdirect is he's going to propose to his fiance. He's lied and told her that they got Beyonce tickets. And yeah. I'm going to say, I forgot them at the bar and then we'll be engaged and there's no Beyonce. And the question is, is this going to be a letdown? <laughs> I think any concert that I'm really not going to, I mean, I'm not a big Beyonce fan, but I am aware of the cultural impact Beyonce has. And I'd be very interested. I would want to watch people and and Beyonce as well and go, why is this such a thing? Like Taylor Swift, same idea. Why is this such a thing? It's not really my, my, my bag. Sorry. Don't, don't at me for that. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be going, wait, wait, we're not, we're not going to see Beyonce. All right. Yeah. I guess it's the same as like someone, one of us like going, okay, like, we're going to go and see Hamilton, but I left the tickets behind. Let me just go and get them. And then it's just like a yeah, surprise birthday party. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's great. Great. Thank you for the party. But I, I was I really still, up for Hamilton. Yeah. Can I still go see Hamilton? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and so we find that this is going to be her last Tinder date because the previous one, uh, it was a guy who showed up and bragged about having sex on the previous date. And my it thought is, like if you're that excited, earlier. why'd you show up for the second date? Yeah, Why I mean, just hang out with girl number one. Yeah, I guess it's, it's a lot better than like if he'd slept with her and then, or if he slept with her and then bragged that he went two for two that day. Yeah, that would worse. be bad. Although that's probably that might, maybe that was what it was after. Well, yes, Who but knows? at least it's better to find out before than after. <laughs> yeah. That's not nearly as funny. That's more of a concerning cry thing, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been on some bad first dates, but none have been that bad. Okay. So, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't have any bad first date stories. No. Um, Actually, I've got I've got worst second date stories. I mean, the, my worst first date story involved Pippin because he ran off with a dead squirrel uh, in his mouth and wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't put it back down. That sounds pretty funny, actually. Um, and really so. <laughs> Um, she asks, what is wrong with everyone? And then she finds out, she's ready to give up on Tinder, but then she finds out. Outside that bar, I decided to quit Tinder. But when I went to deactivate my account, I matched with Ian. You matched with Ian? She matched with Ian. <laughs> That's right, she matched with Ian. She so matched with Ian. If you have any sort of, you know, the name Ian comes across so rarely in popular culture that, uh, if you don't think that I had to, like, you know, harvest a couple of these, you're absolutely insane. Um, yeah, and so Ian's this, uh, the opposite of this guy. So they stay up all yeah. night, and they're texting each other. It's a good way for us to find some information about her and that she's quirky. Yeah. Her first celebrity crush was Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Trying to throw you some chance here. I knew it was an animated character, but I couldn't couldn't remember. Um, And he says, I know this sounds made up, but uh, I'm a marine biologist. Which, if you (laughs) love Seinfeld, George Costanza used to lie and make up that he was a marine biologist. So that's that's got to be a reference. That has to be a reference. And I love it. Um, And he says, I'm headed to Australia um but then i'm gonna come back and so she was excited because tonight the night they're in the uber is going to be my last first date ever sophie's main flaw in life is she needs to lower work on her battery management because none of this (laughs) pilot happens if she actually just comes anywhere with a charged phone yeah, or just has a has a portable charger. Who, who goes that, off that to a to. who goes off to a date? I mean, you know, with with everything and I know, coming directly from work. With everything I know, oh, she's but she's not. We know, we know. She's like, oh, yeah, she's, yeah, that's what we, But with everything that I've sadly become aware of, you know, female existence, especially in cities, and and how careful you have to be. Um, I hate to bring a bit of realism into this, where they make New York seem like again the safest city in the world, but. Yeah. It, except for the subway is just a bit weird um but the idea being that surely you want to have a fully charged you want to have a, fel- a phone that's got some charge on it oh absolutely this feels yeah. like it's a character flaw yeah 
Um, and so she takes her phone that was charged in the cab, wishes, oh, what was the friend's name again who's getting engaged? Sid? Sid. Wishes Sid good luck with his proposal, and off they go, and Sid susses out instantly that Jesse likes Sophie, and you know what? I like Sophie with Jesse. I like yeah, that I pairing. Yep. And then we find out about the best first date she's ever been on. And she said, it's so good, you don't even check your phone, which feels like a throwaway joke. But actually, it was all, it, it, there's something that pays off. But yeah. there's a lot of camera time, I felt, for Kim Cattrall in this. Yeah. I'm like, I give me the bit at the start. I'm okay with that. But then just do the voiceover thing. <laughs> I don't need Kim Cattrall. Because it, 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 it rips me away from my immersion. You know what I'm saying? Because then they have to write yeah. her. They wrote her jokes. Where is my yeah. wine? Where is, whereas Bob Saget very rarely had jokes that weren't him reacting to the story we were watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ian's moving to Australia. I think Ian's a jerk for not leaving with this. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, you can understand his motivation, but yeah, no, it's 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 a big enough thing that you're nah, doing. You got to leave. I guess that. maybe he hopes that the date isn't going to go well, and then he doesn't actually have to break anyone's heart. But like, yeah, no. Yep. Um, uh, they decide they're not going to do a long distance relationship. I've done long distance relationships, and not this far, not fourteen hours, but I've done like a five hour time difference. It's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, you know. Um, syncing up any sort of conversation because when you're getting off work, they're going to bed, and when they're yeah. getting up in the morning, you're in the middle of the night. So it's like commitment if you want to like make this thing kind of like occur. Like they try to make a thing about Sid and his fiance, and that's a three hour gap. But three hour gaps manageable. I mean, this is a yeah, fourteen is fourteen possible. Yeah, uh, he says I kind of want to kiss you, and she goes I kind of want that too. And then he leans in and she does the pull back thing. And I don't know if that's her cat. I really hope that's her catching herself. Because not that she owes me anything. I mean, you're allowed to change your mind anytime you want. But it was the thing yeah. where I'm like, oh, that felt like it was a bit like, um, yeah, it just felt like you kind of gave him one sign and then switched it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was that kind of like, you know, you don't ask explicitly necessarily. You know, like, I think I want to kiss you is enough of a, can I kiss you for me? Yeah. 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 And when she goes, I kind of want that too. It's kind of her going, I would like that. Yeah. Yes. You are allowed to kiss me. And then goes, yeah. Oh, change your mind, which and he doesn't take it badly. And nor is she a bad person. I feel that she's conflicted because he would be, I guess the male, female sort of that we're, we, that we see at least anyway, that those sort of old uh, mindsets that we see shown on television, where if he went upstairs and slept with her and then he left the next day, he'd be, totally cool with that whereas yeah. she might really regret that and so we see that played out also textually in this scene i like it i understand why ian's appealing um i don't he's not the one i would choose but you know <laughs> you know everyone's you know team pam or team karen or team you know yeah. whatever it is i'm not on ironically i'm not on tv <laughs> <laughs> Like the only time in this case that. ian is not the right choice ian is not always right in this case. um but um she thinks maybe especially we don't kiss maybe someday and then we have where in my opinion this oh i think there's too many characters in this and one of them is valentina is that the sister that is the roommate oh the roommate okay yeah, I was hot and cold with Valentina. I think Valentina does some things that are great because it gives Sophie someone to talk to. I think yeah. it's great that it gives Sophie a same gendered. Well, I mean, not it has to be same gender, but you, these sort of tropes within sitcoms. Yeah, uh, yeah, it gives her a friend she can talk to, someone who she's because as much as it said in the uh, in the the bio, a bunch of really close friends. Like Sophie ain't friends with half these people at the start of the episode. She's friends with one no. one person. Yeah. <laughs> so so much for this close knit group of friends. Um, I guess that's why they have to have Valentina, isn't it? So that you get, so there's a starting point. Yes, because how many new characters are new to each other in this one? How much your mother? It was one new character. It was Robin. Yeah, no, these are all new to each other. They're all new to each other. And they're all, and a couple of them are new. Sophie and Valentina, and then Jesse and Sid, and Jesse's sister. Sister. Yeah. 
anyway, she's back from fashion week and I've already got our jobs too much already. <laughs> Cause I'm going, okay, what do you got? You got a photographer. You've yeah. got a fashion week designer. You've <laughs> got a guy who's like a trust fund baby. Yeah, and I'm just going. One guy owns his own bar, I guess. You know, there's a character Uber who's a, there's a character who's a doctor, but she's just a bit character who actually doesn't really play into this. Yep. Yeah. So um, we find out that uh, she wants to start a podcast called Who Needs Men. Go for it. It's very you know it's cheap to get into the podcast game. It's uh, see, <laughs> see see if you like it. Hopefully, you get a couple of years in, you can start a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash bfe. We kept it simple BFE. for you. Uh, we then meet Charlie, who's like a, a pervert, but in a good way. We're told by Valentina, um, and they've already done the Naked Man in episode one. Yes. And now Charlie lives with us because he's been cut off from his trust fund in order to be with Valentina. Um, I thought maybe the jokes were a little bit too close to the line, you know, fruit, the, the sort of fruit play jokes. Yeah. This isn't the kind of, see, at that part it gets to, the, the secret to a good sitcom, you think, is that everything's innuendo-y enough. Yeah. That someone else can walk, or you can watch it with your parents in the room, and you just kind of ignore the bits that aren't, they're just innuendo y. And yeah, this was kind of on, on the line. It's not two it? broke girls. It's not that. No. But no. It's, it's hedging towards that direction, away from where, yeah. what I'm familiar with. Um, and so she's going to go and realizes that she's been inspired by Charlie and Valentina. She wants to go all out for love with Ian, but she's taken the wrong phone. There's a lot of plot points actually in this episode. Yeah. Um, Charlie's excited because he's never gone on a subway before. Oh, I should say this. I don't like Valentina. I kind of like Charlie. Yeah, he's yeah. quite funny. I, I really quite like him. I mean, he's Robin Scherbatsky. He's the Canadian, but rather than be Canadian, he's he's British. Yeah. 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 Um and so we have to go to Pemberton's because thankfully we found out where they work. So Pemberton's it is and um Sophie walks in with uh, her friends and it ruins the proposal kind of sort of. They all say surprise too early. <laughs> uh everybody hides. We meet Ellen. Ellen. Oh, okay. Uh we 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 meet Ellen. Um I I think that I just realized the name is like you know, who's the one gay sitcom character we all knew first and foremost? It was Ellen. So I don't know if this is uh, a, okay. I don't Maybe. know, I don't know if this is an homage or what this is. Uh, Jesse's adopted sister. And at this point, when I'm watching it for the first time, because this is Valentina and Charlie are hiding at this proposal yeah. thing. And then in comes, hi, I'm Ellen. I'm, I'm Jesse's adopted sister. And my head's going, who's Jesse? Which one was yeah, Jesse? I was as well. Yeah. <laughs> because because the, the actress who's playing Ellen is of North Asian descent. Yeah. And I'm just going, I don't. She says she's adopted. And she says adopted, obviously. I got no in, idea. Which We're in Charlie's shoes there. I, goes, I don't and know, Je- know who Jesse is. And Jesse's also a. Um, Jesse's an, an androgynous name. It could, it, could, it could be a man or, or, or a woman. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know who Jesse is. Um, so we find out that we get a little bit of Ellen's backstory. Uh, she and her wife were the uh, only lesbians in the village. Yep. And they split because it wasn't working, which is fine. Came from a small town, knew it wasn't going to last forever. Um, you know, your worldview when you're young is smaller than your worldview as you, as you age, maybe especially when you get to your mid to late twenties and you kind of go, all right, I've kind of been in my adult years for a bit. 30s, I can see it coming. Yeah. And that's like, you know, this is supposed to be the fun decade, theoretically, you know, whatever it is. What does that mean? For me, it meant I got to 25 and I went, I was in the factory and I was like, mm-hmm. I need to get out of the factory. I can't be a guy who's because if you're 25 and you're like I'm going back to school one day, you start noticing people stop asking you when you're going back to school, and you're like, right. oh, I don't want to be that cliche of that guy who always said he was going to go back to school and never did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so that's what you have to look forward to. Just letting you know, there's there's this moment. So say when, yeah, I 
I'm I'm just chilling yep. for now. I'm, I'm I'm hoping it gets hoping it's gets a bit better. But yeah, you know, <laughs> I'd like to not live with my parents my entire life. So that's my goal at the moment. There you go. Um, and so uh, we then go to the kitchen, and we find out that Jesse's got a backstory. He's proposal fail guy. Yeah. I guess this is supposed to be like Barney's breakup. Barney had a girlfriend who broke his heart, which turned him into Barney. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the sense that like Jesse doesn't turn into a bad guy, but he's got this damaged past and this girl who haunts him. And yeah. I would assume we will see, if the show goes on long enough, I would assume we will see her again. Oh, I should imagine so. It'll be right when him and like and Sophie are yeah. starting to get together. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, absolutely. Sid proposes. And you know what? It's actually quite a nice moment for two characters I knew nothing about. It was lovely. It yeah. was all right, yeah. And Jesse and is I love that- doing a great job as the best friend with the iPad. Yeah, and I love that she's then like, I'm getting engaged and seeing Beyonce, and he just pulls a face, and then she just goes, I'm getting engaged! Like, she, <laughs> she's she's probably cool about it. Like, it's, it's really nice. Charlie comes out of the bathroom, and he's having culture shock with peeing in the stalls. I got news for you. We got stalls in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. We got stalls yeah. in the UK, especially if you're from a place with money. Like, there, he'd be in a lot of old establishments. You know, yeah. at school, he would have had stalls. No doubt at school, he would have had stalls. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Sophie tells Jesse not to give up on love. But she's waiting for her phone to charge and says, yeah. well, I wait for it. Not give up on love because your Brooklyn Bridge girl is out there somewhere. And he's going, what? What? Which is good because <laughs> I was kind of going, what? So I like that. So I find out when he finds out. It was a good form of storytelling. Yeah. And we find out that uh, she's realized after living in new york for a whole life she never walked across the brooklyn bridge and decided to wait until she was with her, her uh, soulmate to do that now i hear you on that but then it also means you know what's going to happen when you uh you know that limits you this thing that was this great idea is now limiting you from something you want to actually accomplish or something you actually want to do yep um and um her phone is back on she's in with a boarding pass and she's going to run to JFK and tell them that they're meant to be. Uh, I'd like to mention her phone has only just turned back on. Yeah. It's not like it's like a full charge. It's like you're in Final Fantasy and you've camped out for the night. And now you yeah. have a full charge as a result. <laughs> Jeez. But she's going to run to JFK, like we said. Uh, it just so happens that Sid's fiance has to go back to L.A. for a surgery. Surgery, yeah. So, one of her patients had got on a, a like a kidney match or something. I can't remember what exactly what it was. Yep, and so um, Valentina now thinks she hates Charlie and wants to break it off with him, and I'm like, oh, all in the first episode, okay. Uh, and Charlie's giving me some serious Jack Whitehall vibes, and I say that with very, I say yeah. that with with like a smile on my face. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> um, oh, and I will mention that Sid and his fiance leave their own engagement party in the middle of it and not one other person like stops them to be like where are you going bye-bye congratulations no in a room full of their friends extras on a set almost like the party was a plot device to get these characters to meet again (laughs) um she gets to um she gets to the airport and despite what Jesse had said previously about... Look, I got a real good feeling about this Ian guy. Despite that, um, <laughs> it turns out that was not because she broke, She kind of opens her heart and says, I'm in this. I really... This is their version of Ted's I Love You speech. Yeah. Nowhere near as good. No, but I mean, it's only the first episode, isn't it? I'm talking about the first episode of How Much Your Mother. Is that in the, is that in the first episode? Ted tells Robin he loves her, episode one. Uh, okay. Yeah. I need to watch it again. Oh, we got it in the for takeoff at some point on How Much Your Mother. Just oh, because, definitely. Even though we're both going to say see it because we both have. But, or, or yeah. you know, it's for takeoff. <laughs> it's just one of the all-time great, great pilots. Um, yeah. And so she goes, look, it's been 87 Tinder dates, and I can't find something easy. And with us, it felt easy. So what do you say? And he goes through, there's a 14-hour time difference. Yeah. I'm going to be out without service in the middle of, like, the ocean. Yeah. I'm so this cannot. I'm sorry. Maybe someday, uh, and then so he's not. He's not a bad guy. He's just being very logical. And she goes, but I didn't want to wait around for someday. And then we cut to them on the bridge. Really, you know what? And when I saw it, I was like, good for you. They actually made me yeah. care about this enough. 
Uh, we did have a throwaway line earlier. I should have mentioned it that uh, Jesse thinks that um, um, Sophie has this crazy positive outlook on yeah. um, marriage. Love. Uh, marriage specifically, but love yeah. Yeah, because her parents are like high school sweethearts and have been together for 30 years. And she said, yeah, something like that. And she's walking the bridge and Charlie really likes the Brooklyn Bridge. And uh, Valentina's like, you don't just have to say that. And I'm like, this part felt forced. And I'm like, no, no I really like the bridge. It's full of whimsy and majesty or whatever, kind of like you. So I have learned from this. Women are like bridges. Oh, okay. And like to be compared to bridges. So this is my new thing now. I am going to. Um, so the next time you, you go on your first Tinder date, you're going to compare it to a bridge, yeah? I'm going to say I, I hear women like bridges, so I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to think about the the, the great bridge. Is that right? There's not really great bridges around here. You know, the bridge around here makes me so bloody mad. The maths bridge in Cambridge, the, the bloody mathematician men in like the 1900s decided they were going to take it apart to see how it was built because it was built like without supports, like the uh. way that it was built. And then they couldn't figure it out to put it back together again. <laughs> so they had to put supports in. And is, I'm like, is there a more, ma- is there a more manly it? thing that I'm going to take it apart exactly. to see how it works just, and not get it to go back together? <laughs> it makes me so mad. <laughs> the thing is, as mathematicians, like you should know better. But yeah. Yeah. Or maybe like do like explicit sketches of it before you take it apart. <laughs> Valentina says, "Charlie, this city is magic, and so am I." And I'm like, "Whoa!" Apparently, women don't want to be compared to bridges; they want to compare themselves to cities. And so, magic. If you had to compare yourself to a city, which city are you? Oh, that's difficult. I'd like to be probably somewhere. Uh, let's go Copenhagen because I'm going there and apparently it's the happiest city in the world. So you would refer to yourself as a, as a happy person, therefore Copenhagen or Copenhagen, as they would say there locally, is yeah. the right city for you? I'd like it to be. There we go. <laughs> Drink, is it Heineken? Is Heineken Danish? Carlsberg. Carlsberg. Drink Carlsberg and eat Hagen Is that Danish? Actually, I think Hagen dazs is like American. Anyway, build Lego. Lego is Lego. Lego is there we are. There we go. There's a Lego house, but it's like two and a half hours the other way. Not really worth it. Where we're going, and it makes me really sad. Yeah. And so, anyway, <laughs> Valentina corrects Jesse about Sophie's parents' backstory, and they decide to keep the party going by going back to Sid's apartment, Sid and Jesse's, and they open it up, and a great little present. I think was the how I met your mother apartment is back. We found out we got it from these old people. Uh, They put it up on the Wesleyan alumni page. I'm like, you're, you're, you're hitting all the right notes here. Yep. (laughs) And that's the night I met your father. And when they do that, there's like a musical bound, 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 bound. And you see our three main guys and they include Charlie as an option. Yeah. Now, the the this the slight difference here between how much your mother is, we now have a cast theoretically of who it could be, as opposed to how much your mother with the frustration people felt was that you know, you're 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 just messing around with us. When do we get to meet the mother? Yeah. This so they must have a very specific timeline in play here. Must be. Must I think be. it's ten episodes a season. I think you gotta I think you're pushing it if you go more than four. Oh, definitely. I don't think they they would. I don't. You'd be silly to try and make more. Maybe three. I don't know, but yeah, because you're not doing network TV, so it's just kind of a a thing to go. How much can you actually? And I don't know how the finances work for these sorts of uh, situations. I've read something. I went on IMDb and it went, "Oh, Easter egg! There are the swords on the wall from the previous thing." I'm like, newsflash! An Easter egg is something you have to search for. When they literally goes, they left the swords on the wall. That is not an (laughs) Easter egg. If I go up to you on Easter and go, "Here," reference, and I and I hold, I hand you an Easter egg. Here's you didn't you didn't have to go search for that so the fun is not there <laughs> so um just enough they didn't bankrupt themselves on nostalgia i think the story for the most part holds on its own and it was yeah. just a sprinkling of something i'm familiar with mm-hmm. so there is um that so um that's where we got to so um at this point we have to go back and recap the plots and see what we were seeing i think Mm -hmm. plot number one is sophie and ian yep 
because that's Sophie's I, I profess my love is this the great love story on my especially because I think if you're a how much your mother fan which I think a large number of people would naturally be if they sought this out yeah you're seeing the parallels between this and the Ted Robin where he yeah, goes to apartment late at night and professes his love and so we're expecting something and the subversion of that was was enjoyable although I'm not sure I really get Ian as a character yet uh, number yeah. two, Valentina and Charlie, and will they or won't they? Yep. And that also includes Charlie's, you know, fish out of water story in New York. And yep. then story number three of a C plot, Jesse and his crush. Maybe it's the B plot. Sophie and his crush. Sorry, Jesse and his crush on Sophie slash his proposal guy status. Yeah. So I think those are it. I, I didn't really get enough from Sid and his fiance to really list him there. I didn't really get enough from Ellen, who swears now she's going to go find a hot girl to flirt with. That's her big yep. thing. I'm sure there's stories to come. Uh, they asked a lot. Now, the benefit of it is it wasn't. I mean, how did this, did this feel long to you? No, it didn't. In fact, you sent me the link to it, and I was like, oh, what am I watching? Because you didn't say what it was. I just pressed play, and I was like, oh, okay, it's this. And then, like, halfway through, I went, Oh, this is like 25 minutes or whatever. It didn't feel like 25 minutes. It yeah. Was, it felt quite quick. So that's like a good like four minutes or so um, longer, four to five minutes longer than like a network TV. Yeah. You watch Big Bang. It was like 18 and a half minutes at the time that yeah, run was finished. Yeah. So it felt long to me. Uh, it felt like they had a, a lot of stuff they put in there. And as a result, I think I was getting what we call an education cognitive overload where you're asking me to keep track of a lot of stuff. Um. Yeah, yeah, but overall, um, I mean, the, the critics, I mean, usually this is where I'd have all my stuff here and talk about the the critics and all, yada, yada, yada. I mean, maybe I can find some critic stuff, but there's no awards, there's no legacy because we're literally sitting here talking like nine days after, after it launched. So yeah. maybe we'll just do the usual stuff here. Um, Georgia, uh, do you have a favorite character? I like Sid so far. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think I will probably grow to like Jesse a lot as well and Sophie, obviously. But yeah, first impressions just Sid, Sid made me laugh. I like his outlook. Okay. Um, I like I like Jesse. I'm 100% all in on Jesse. <laughs> so, um, um, favorite part, favorite element, favorite moment? I liked that they kept the title sequence the song the same but rather than having the male voice do it for how you met your mother it was a female voice doing it for how i met your father which was cool do you know that carter bays and craig thomas wrote the song themselves i did not know that the two the two, the two guys who wrote the series yeah, yeah, yeah. they used to be writers on the, on the david letterman show together and then they came up with this based on themselves yeah. and they yeah it's the end of a song they wrote called hey beautiful uh the song's oh, okay. the song's very mediocre but it's got a heck of a finish, and they went, "Yeah, if this is the if this is the only chance we get to do something like this, absolutely put your own song in it." And it, it, it's, yeah, definitely, it's such an earworm. Um, I mean, I obviously way prefer the original because the original the original's got more joy in it. This has got yeah. more, but this is more. Maybe the original is like a boys kind of, you know, boys having fun bit bit of a bit of a not lads because how much mother's not about lads. But it is a no, bit but it, that, that concept, a, bit, a bit of boy fun, as opposed yeah. to this is more of a you know, and also kind of where this music feels more female. It's yeah. also where music's gone. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of almost electronic music in this, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah such is. Um, I thought now I'm about to read some some reviews here, which is not going to go well because it sits at five point one on IMDb. Wow. It sits on 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my goodness. Who's reviewing this? Uh, the Guardian gave it two stars and said it's a stale sequel for nostalgia fans only. It offers no reason to watch other than fondness for the original. I don't so, know. I think you could you could say that, but if you didn't like the original and then are now hating on this because you didn't like the original, I feel like... There's very much a lot. If you didn't know anything about How I Met Your Mother, I think this still stands. Yeah, uh, Brian uh, Lowry from CNN says How I Met Your Mother delivers a stale gender flip on the mother format. How I Met Your Father, then, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, the, the mother. For, what did I say? How much are? How much your mother delivers a stale? Or how much your father delivers <laughs> stale? Whatever I'm yeah. mother format. <laughs> While the show does possess a certain universal quality in the ongoing search for love and romance, the mystery surrounding Ted's dating journey just became part of Mother's Appeal. Having experienced the scenario once is a strong inclination this time to wish so. If you good luck with her quest and ask her to wake me when it's almost over. Well, that's cynical, isn't it? That is, see, that's what I mean. I think because people are viewing it as a sequel, which it is, I guess, but it's also its own property okay. and it should, deserves to be judged on that. And then whoever this was from the Washington Post, I never thought I'd miss How I Met Your Mother, then I saw How I Met Your Father. At which point, sorry, Inku Kang, um, you know what? Like, if you don't like How I Met Your Mother, maybe you shouldn't... Maybe this isn't for you? Maybe maybe we needed someone who didn't have a disposition to dislike the format, because there is something familiar about this. Yeah. And I don't say that in a bad way, because I don't... I've seen... I've seen when they just tried to rip something off, beat, beat for beat, and I didn't think this did this. I felt there was enough... Um, no, it felt like coming home if, like, yeah. for a warm hug, rather than like walking into like an Ikea-made version of like what your house used to look like. like it, it looked... It felt felt good. It didn't feel cheap or copied or just just jokes after jokes. I, I liked it. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to find one good headline here. Rolling Stone, kids, this is the story of why How I Met Your Father is just not funny at all. Mm, but it was funny. Oh, I got How I Met Your Father desperately needs a Barney. No, it doesn't. Oh. I think it needs a, a supporting character. Let me think about this. We're on the first episode. But I hear you. Guys, but the, the, two, the two characters I'm all in on are 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 your two leads. So I don't know. I'm, I'm looking. I said, but that's what you develop your two leads in the in the first because that's your main story, and then you continue on with. Oh, next I'll say this. You know else. what? You know what I get in the first episode of How Much Your Mother? Yeah, I get. Have you met Ted? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean. I guess. Uh, now, so you know, we sit here and we go. You know, do you have a complaint about this episode? We we heard about what they had to say. Do you have a complaint about this episode? Um, I think there was a couple of bits where I was like, I'm not sure who you're referring to. Like, I'm Jesse's sister, but you that gets answered by the fact that you're then put alongside Charlie, who's like, I have no idea who Jesse is, and because they've introduced a lot of people, and I also had no idea who Jesse was. I didn't feel alienated by it because it gets answered in a couple of minutes. Um, so there's a lot of people to keep track of, but I didn't. It wasn't done badly. Uh, two things. Number one, I need far less Kim Cattrall. I felt there was too much stuff <laughs> written for future Sophie. Um, in fact, future Sophie's funnier than modern. So modern day Sophie's likable. Future mm. Sophie's funny, and I'm like, I don't think that's the dynamic it should be. <laughs> Secondly, I'll go. Um, I didn't like that Valentina's main issue with Charlie was that he just wasn't that big on New York. Mm. like the guy gave all his money to come around i I didn't like valentina i did not like valentina um maybe she'll grow on me so yeah (laughs) um so it's kind of just about time to go do you have a grade for this Uh, yeah i do okay where are you giving this a grade i'm gonna go with a c plus I'm trying to remember where you gave friends. Around the same, I think. Okay. Uh, it's more. It's difficult with this, and it's complete because the other ones, like other than Cheers, although that still has legacy. Like we don't know where this is going. Like oh, this I. Is brand, this is brand new, isn't it? I think. Welcome to the danger, Georgia, of actually enjoying a show during its run. Oh, I'm terrified. Because the danger is that <laughs> these go away. I mean, I've got I've got series that I want to do pilots on that I know get cancelled, and yeah. uh, and I want to have you. I want to have you go or have someone go. Oh, I really like this. I mean, to go. Yeah, it lasted one season, so you got one <laughs> season of it. I got a pilot. I'm trying to track down, and I cannot find anywhere. And yeah, it, that's really been, hard. That's really hard that. to say. That's really hard to say in the internet era to say I can't find this anywhere, but there is something I'm looking for. So uh, we'll we'll see. I think it's really I really enjoyed it, and it just didn't find its legs for whatever reason. Um, I'm going to give this. I'm right on the same ballpark with you. I think I'm going to go with a C plus based on the. Oh, where did I give friends? 
Did I go B minus with friends? If I, if I went C plus with friends, I'm going to C with this. I'm going one grade, one like subgrade level below yeah. friends. Because friends gave me a glimpse of Ross and Rachel, and that was magic, and that makes up for a lot of faults. This is the opposite. It's probably it's probably maybe a better pilot in the grand scheme of things, but it doesn't give me that promise of magic. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um yeah. So is there enough for you to come back? Is or is this is this grounded? Oh, the question was, did it establish the characters? A couple of them, yeah. Yeah, a couple of them, and I'm worried about the other ones, which maybe it did, and I'm just hoping it's just first episode jitters. Um, does it establish a mood? Yeah. I think it borrows, the legacy helps with that. Legacy helps yeah. with that. Um, and does it give you a reason to come back? I think, I think absolutely it does. Oh, yeah, definitely. How much your father? I mean, who is the father? Easy. Done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the question then becomes, um, is there enough for you to uh, come back or is it grounded or is it cleared for takeoff? I think it's it's cleared for takeoff at least for a few more episodes. Um, it, I want to know. I want to know more. It, so you know how yeah. I know it's cleared for takeoff for me is that I went and found episode two and three and watched them back to back to back. Uh, okay, I've not yeah. seen any more of them. I've only seen the pilot. So, so I will say that they play a bit fast and loose and retcon a couple of other people at that engagement party. Right. <laughs> so that you can go. Well, maybe he's an option because he was also at the party. Because otherwise, right. it's Ian who's not here. Yeah, it's Jesse who's the only one here, or yeah. it's the English guy, which means she's coming. How do I? Yeah, inv- yeah. I don't like that because how do I invest in this relationship between Valentina and Charlie? If on some level, maybe I'm rooting because I want I want him to be an option. I never would have thought he was an option until you showed no. me him in that bam, bam, bam flash graphic. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, hang on, are they supposed to be together? That would be <laughs> that would be interesting. But there we go. There we go. So that has been cleared for takeoff. If there's any sort of pilots you want to see us sort of fly the skies with here at BFE Airlines, let let us know. Uh, I, there's a lot in the Patreon group chat today. But they all, yeah, re- so they all recommend are- these hour-long dramas. And I'm like, I just I just way prefer sitting down and talking about a sitcom. Yep. Yeah, I, I do want to do Lost with Ethan at some point, but it's a two-hour season opening. So uh, That's it's, a film. That's not a season opening. Well, it's, it's two 42-minute episodes, so it's sort of, yeah. It's not like Sherlock. Like, everything with Sherlock is a film. That's why I can't watch Sherlock. It's like three each, really, each season. I really like it. It's though. like three episodes, and they're all an hour and a half long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, forget. And, you only get, you only, and there's only three seasons of it, so it's forget yeah. that. I got through season one and went. I just can't do this again. I was exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. And I, I don't question the quality of it. But if you're out there, I know there's lots. And everyone's throwing dramas. If you got a sitcom, that's always easy. And if you can find. Oh, if anybody can find Selfie, I'll put that out there right now. If you can oh find goodness. Selfie, let me know. Selfie, like taking a selfie. I'm looking yeah. for that in the worst way because it's really actually surprisingly good. Or at least it's earned surprisingly good. I forget what I thought about episode one. So let us know. But as for that, uh, it's time to uh, to get out of the plane. I can't think of a way to get, to get out of this episode. So we'll get out of the, we'll get out of the plane. Let, let me out of the plane, Cole. Let me out of the plane. Let me out of the plane, Cole. <laughs> so, for Clear for Takeoff, a division of BFE Airlines, I've been Ian. And I've been Georgia. And, oh, I was looking for something from this, but I, uh... Oh, hang on. We'll do it again. So, for Best Film Ever, I've been Ian. And I've been Georgia. Look, I got a real good feeling about this Ian guy. And he's got a really good feeling about you, too. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> oh, dear. Thank you.